0: This is Binghamton Now on News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Where news breaks
1: first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Sunny today, high near 42. Tonight, mostly clear during the evening, then mostly cloudy overnight, low around 28. For Thursday, it'll be mostly cloudy with a chance of rain in the afternoon with a high near 44. Broome County's makeover of Grippin Park in the town of Union is expected to include a flag football field, according to Broome County Executive Jason Garner. A major renovation project is moving forward at the park at the south end of Gripen Avenue. Garner said the work is expected to cost about $3.5 million. Features that already have been outlined include the construction of an accessible playground, a wiffle ball stadium, and a basketball court. Garner told WNBF News a lot of people like to play flag football, so it seems appropriate to include such a field as part of the final layout for Gripen Park. The county executive said there appears to be adequate space to develop, develop the wiffle ball stadium and a flag football field in an area where an unused softball field is located. Garner said Grippen Park has been underutilized in recent years. He said he expects the planned work at the park to be completed by June or July. THE FEDERAL ENVIRONMENTAL PROTECTION AGENCY IS WORKING TO DECONTAMINATE A SUPERFUND PROJECT SITE IN THE TOWN OF UNION. REGULATORS HAVE LONG BEEN CONCERNED ABOUT HAZARDOUS SUBSTANCES AT THE FORMER GOWDY POWER STATION SITE JUST WEST OF RIVERSIDE DRIVE IN WESTOVER. ISSUES INCLUDE VARIOUS CHEMICALS ALONG WITH ASBESTOS AND PETROLEUM PROBLEMS. Local authorities and state investigators took a greater interest in the site after a petroleum fire was ignited by a torch being used by workers removing scrap metal. An EPA investigation revealed demolition work had started before asbestos had been removed. Asbestos was found in a large debris field surrounding the old plant and on the property's roadways. The federal agency is planning to secure asbestos-containing debris on the site, The EPA is also evaluating the property for the presence of hazardous substances. Northeast Heavy Metal, a western New York company, is pursuing legal action against the current owners of the old Gowdy station site and a demolition company. An auction of the property to satisfy a judgment of nearly $250,000 had been scheduled in January, but that was postponed it's not known when demolition work may resume and who will be responsible for paying for removing remains of the generating plan. A federal appeals court must decide if Pennsylvania voters who put the wrong date on the envelope containing their mail-in ballots should have their votes thrown out. The case argued yesterday in Philadelphia could be significant in this year's presidential contest. The NAACP and several voter groups call the mistakes meaningless and want them counted. They say that more than 10,000 ballots in the state were rejected in 2022 over mistaken dates. Republican groups are challenging a federal court ruling last year that the votes should count if they are received in time. Vice President Harris is announcing another $5.8 billion for water infrastructure projects nationwide paid for by one of the Biden administration's key legislative victories. Appearing in Pittsburgh on Tuesday, Harris says clean water is a right and a way to protect public health. The $5.8 billion will pay for projects in all 50 states bringing the total award for water infrastructure projects to $22 billion. It comes from the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure law that President Joe Biden signed in 2021. Harris was joined in Pittsburgh by Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Reagan. Reagan says clean water is essential. New figures from the gambling industry show America's commercial casinos won more than $66 billion from gamblers in 2023, the industry's best year ever. The American Gaming Association says that was 10% higher than in 2022, which itself was a record-setting year. When revenue figures from tribal-owned casinos are released later this year, they are expected to show that overall casino gambling brought in close to $110 billion to casino operators in 2023. In-person gambling remains the bread and butter of the industry. Slot machines brought in over $35 billion, up 3.8%, and table games brought in over $10 billion, up 3.5%. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at wnbf.com. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF.
2: bob joseph this is binghamton now wednesday february 21st we're on the air number to call is 607-772-1290 if you have a few things to say i suppose we will want to hear your thoughts let's hit the phones hi wnbf good morning you're on the air
3: airport road five you knew i had to call today
2: oh yeah yeah,
4: I was from the, the town of Maine.
2: Oh, really? Well, hang on. One thing I want to uh, say before we go forward with the latest from the town of Maine: uh, Binghamton firefighters are still on the scene uh, of an apartment building blaze on Henry Street. I believe the number is one twenty-two Henry Street. I'm not positive, but it appears to be oh, one twenty-two.
3: Water and listen. <laughs> what, what, what happened?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I'm,
3: are you there? Ready?
2: No, I have to finish what I'm going to say about the fire.
3: Oh, I'm, I'll, I'll wait forever.
2: Yeah. Okay. So here, here's the thing. There's a fire at one, approximately 122 Henry Street, right now in downtown Binghamton. So Henry Street is closed between Fayette and Carroll Streets. So uh, people who may have been listening. Oh, at about 8.40, about 30 minutes ago, we did a report from the scene. Uh, There don't seem to be any injuries, but the fire department will be on the scene for at least the next few hours. So that section of Henry Street around the downtown post office likely will be closed because of the firefighting activity and then the police investigation into... The fire that was reported less than two hours ago. It's nine twelve at WNBF. Okay, continue. Airport Road Bob.
3: Hey, good morning, Bob. Listen, lots going on. Um, we made the news last night on uh Channel twelve. Uh, Jim Emke will have his lead story tonight at six o'clock. Um, I believe that there's gonna be a little more excitement today at the public IDA meeting. Um and Mr. John from Binghamton is listening. It would be a good day for him to bring his iPad because it's going to be very interesting. So the town of Maine last night had a full room. We had uh, approximately 100 people. Um, Town of Maine board passed a resolution that they will not pass any zoning changes for the proposed property purchased by uh, the IDA, the Delapena Penta property. Um, that letter has been forwarded to the IDA. I'm gonna actually take them a copy today so they have it uh, ahead of uh, US mail. Um, this story is gonna continue to go forward. We have um, all kinds of, what's the word we should use here? All kinds of shady, connections here from here to Albany so stay tuned for more information and for all the people that were there last night or responded to the town of Maine thank you very much and Bob any questions you have let's go for it.
2: Alright well first I'll take a look at the story here from Action News hold on
3: we you... were the lead story at 11 o'clock well, last night? Well, is that it's... amazing or what? well
2: I don't know. Who watches the news at 11, though? <laughs> That's what I said. Yeah. Okay. So Jill Croce wrote the story. Was she actually at the meeting? Jill Croce went to the meeting?
3: Yes, she was. And okay. um, I think she did a great story on that follow-up, if you look at the
2: story. I'm looking at oh, it now. Yeah. It says, on the evening of February 20th, a public hearing was held in the town of Maine about the potential corporate park. Uh, when it comes to the lengthy process, the public hearing Tuesday addressed whether or not to pursue the rezoning of uh, properties on East Main Road and Airport Road. A strong showing of residents stopped by and all addressed their concerns. Um, Airport Road Bob said they haven't performed any site plans. There's no paperwork and claims you've been closely following the project. I think that's accurate. The town of Maine has not received any paperwork from the IDA in the last year and a half, and they've asked at numerous public meetings for the information, according to Airport Road Bob. Another resident was quoted, We should not have to bow. We should not bow to a group that doesn't care about us, even though they say, if you read their editorials, that this is going to be lower taxes, the whole thing that's always stated. So, what do you think is going to happen? I mean... So the town of Maine is on record as saying there is no intention to change the zoning, but you know they could anyway.
3: Uh, well, the town of Maine wouldn't, but um, the only—well, they could. The they could. No,
2: they could change their mind. There's nothing. There's nothing that says that's cast in stone. People change their mind every day.
3: Well, the resolution was the start of the beginning. So right.
2: I mean, no, I'm just pointing out that don't assume that just because one resolution was passed that it could never be revisited. I'm, I'm saying I've been covering the news around here long enough to know that sometimes entities take one position and sometimes they revisit the issue. That's all I'm saying. I'm not saying they will.
3: Well, the IDA still has the option of backing out. They still have not paid Mr. Delapena. They. They agreed to this purchase agreement way back in November. Said they were going to buy the property, um, and he's still waiting for his money. So, if I had sold 300 acres for 1.5 million dollars, and you told me that you wanted it and you bought it, then I'd be wanting my money ASAP. Well, I but I could. Well,
2: I can unless see. I, I could see the them holding off until until they can be more sure that the project goes forward as far as far as the property owner, they could tell him and maybe they have that okay we're gonna we're gonna ignore the contract and and who's he gonna sell it to how long he's owned the property for a while right oh absolutely well so who's oh. who's gonna come along to off make an offer that good or better in the next two years so my guess is they probably requested that he be patient because this is a lengthy process.
3: Well, he just sold other properties, the same end, the same person just sold other properties over on East Main Road that are connected to this proposed project, and he's getting $20,000 an acre instead of $5,000 an acre. So Mr. Delapena, in his words to me, he feels like he's getting... Um,
5: Taken advantage of well
2: you know what when, I'll, I'll say this just generally speaking about people who sell property and it happens it happens time and again there are people in Johnson City who thought they got taken advantage of because they pay they were paid a certain amount of money for their properties by Binghamton University and then some other property owners got paid a lot more because that's just, well it's just the way things work you know you If you have property or anything to sell, you have to make a difficult decision. If somebody says, I'll give you, we'll just say $2,000 an acre for the property you have, and I'm willing to enter into a contract with you at $2,000 an acre, you have to think to yourself, hmm, over the last several years, how many offers have I had at that price? And if you say not many, then you might say, hmm, $2,000 an acre sounds pretty good. Okay, let's, let's get it under contract. And, of course, there'd be stipulations that the land will do the IDA no good if the town of Maine and the town of Union succeed at blocking the project. So, you know, taxpayers, Broome County taxpayers would be outraged if the IDA actually went through with a purchase for a project that winds up falling through. So in that sense, they're actually doing you and all other Broome County taxpayers a favor by not finalizing the purchase. Oh, hey, I got to run. Got to run. Hi, WNBF. Good morning. It's 918. I'm Bob Joseph. You're on the air. Hello? Oh, I think I know who that was. Yes, I'm pretty sure I knew who it was. Anyway. Or maybe I don't. Anyway, uh, getting back to my point. Sorry, I had to uh, wrap up that point I was making so quickly with Bob. But, you know, the bottom line is, look, they can't get all the property that they want under contract immediately. So they'll have to do it in a slow, methodical process. That's... I guess that's how it's got to be. It's, it's a big, potentially a big project. Now, residents of the town of Maine and the town of Union may continue to oppose it, and they may succeed in blocking the project. If the elected officials in Maine and Union go on record opposed to it, maybe the IDA will say, We won't go forward. Or maybe the IDA will determine that for the betterment of the community, that we'll go forward, and that's the way it is. For the betterment of the community. There hasn't been a project that I'm aware of in Broome County over the last 50 years that hasn't had some opposition to be expected. If they were gonna put a business park in my neighborhood, I would most likely oppose it. Doesn't mean I would succeed at blocking it. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean it's a it's a complicated process and it's about to get a lot more complicated in the coming days. Dave from Binghamton writes about Airport Road. Development is needed there as it is one of the only almost large, almost level large land areas available in the county. But I do agree the process was not up to snuff. Even Richard Bucci questioned it before voting in favor anyway. A project site design with neighbors in mind and better site access should be made to help move it forward and the price per acre should go back down to what the assessor said it was worth, not the Backroom deal at, I think, three times that amount, signed Dave. Well, and that's another thing. And I know former Binghamton Mayor Bucci had brought up, I believe, uh, issues about how much was being paid. So it was substantially more than what the assessor said it was worth. Now, does that happen in the real world sometimes when a big project is envisioned? Yeah, it happens. There are several properties in Broome County that have been purchased at amounts far above what they were assessed. If somebody wants something say you you have two choice acres on the Vestal Parkway for something. not sure where that would be, but you have two choice acres. And somebody wants to put in, say, a a restaurant that sells Spam sandwiches only on Saturdays. For some reason, their business plan calls for 24 hours of selling Spam sandwiches at a Parkway location, Spam Filet. And you want two acres for the biggest Spam Filet compound ever, because it would probably be multi-level because people would come from around the world to get their Spam sandwiches every Saturday. So, maybe the price initially was a million dollars. But the owner of the property knows you really want to open your Spam Filet restaurant there. So he changes his asking price from a million dollars to five million. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with you paying five million dollars. If you want to sell Spam sandwiches on Saturdays, for 24 hours and then keep the place dark the rest of the week, that's your own business. This is Bob Joseph, live. Listening to Bingham to Now.
0: From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290, also available at 92.1 FM. Reserve your new Toyota at Galt Toyota.
2: 9:25 WNBF live with Bob Joseph James from Binghamton. Good morning, You're on the air.
6: I'm from Sunny Route 88 uh, in Route to Albany. I've got a couple questions about that uh, corporate park development, uh, and I know a lot of times when people say I'm just asking questions, they're really making inferences. Uh, but it, as far as I'm concerned, I, you know, I, I kind of don't really. Know much about it? I don't have any skin in the game other than being like, okay, development is always good for our area, but maybe you can help uh, help me a bit. Isn't there already like a corporate park space waiting to be filled at at Charles Park? And isn't there already a large corporate park in Conklin? And isn't there already a lot of corporate space uh, on the lower part of Airport Road? And you know, I guess what I'm saying is, what is supposed to be going into this space? That makes, it so indis- that makes this area so indispensable to whatever, or is it just somebody specifically who's connected wants to sell their land for a lot of money? I, I don't know. I'm curious. I'm going to hang up and listen because I'm driving, but maybe you could enlighten me as to, as to why they would be looking at this instead of filling spaces that already exist.
2: All right, James. I'll uh, try to address the question briefly. The IDA is uh, talking about purchasing between 300 and maybe 600 acres, not far from the airport, some parts of the town of Maine, some parts in the town of Union, and they want a large site for a potentially large development. I don't believe there is a specific project in mind, but this is looking forward to the future. There are other sites in Broome County ...that have some space that can be developed. The Charles Street Business Park is an example of a site that has languished for well over a decade since it was cleared. The old Anatech or GAF buildings were torn down and there was property available on Charles Street in that area. Well, unfortunately, only one building was constructed and that was used for a short time by Emerson... And then Emerson made a corporate decision to shut it down, and several dozen people were out of work. Building was empty for a bit, I believe, then Save Around used the site for a short time before they moved out. And now some company that calls itself AI, IA, excuse me, not AI, IA. Innovation Associates, now known as IA. And now they have uh, apparently several dozen people working in that building, but there's still space available for development at Charles Street. Um, The city, Local Development Corporation, now is responsible for promoting that. For many years, the city was disappointed that the Broome County economic development people, the IDA, and others didn't do more to promote the site. So they uh, asked for and were given control over the site. And who knows, maybe there will be something new coming to it. Uh, Mayor Cram has talked about the possibility of uh, cannabis cultivation on part of the site. Maybe cannabis processing. That uh, initial plan that was announced a couple years ago... Um, The initial plan isn't going to go forward. Maybe they'll make an announcement with another company. As far as the other sites in Kirkwood and Conklin, there is some space available in those towns for some development, but not for a large-scale project. So I, I think that's the essence. Broome County would like to have... Potentially a site as large as 600 acres that might be attractive to a company that's looking to put in some sort of large size project. Not as large as, say, what Micron is talking about doing near Syracuse. We don't have that kind of space here. But say, if some other company, technology company, or some other business comes along and needs 400 or 300 or 600 acres, then it's a site that might lend itself to development. I think that's the essence. I know I've taken a complicated thing and oversimplified, but I think that's the essence of what's going on. And we'll see. As I said, the towns of Union and Maine may have the ability To block such a project Or maybe they won't As I've pointed out before um, Sometimes if People are intent On doing a project Like the expressway Or like Kamikaze Curve uh, Route 17 Interstate 81 interchange In Binghamton Can't stop it sometimes Eminent domain baby Eminent domain I know it's a bad word Eminent domain—that's the worst word for many property owners. But in the end, if they want your property and you don't want to sell it at a market price, they might be able to get it anyway. Because this is America. It's nine thirty-one, Beverly. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning, Bob. I want to
7: talk about the, about the cab companies. They um. I want to talk about the cab co- uh, cab companies i I can't believe that their insurance companies don't have um a requirement for a drug test or a a background check. I can't believe it i I was reading it yesterday on my telephone there, and I said, Holy cow well, I said, How can you do that?
2: I don't know maybe Maybe they don't think.
7: I know that. I know that one cab has gone out of business because he says he's losing, and he's losing capital. Well,
2: and, uh, I'm, but... I'm sure he is. I don't know how any anybody trying to run a twenty four seven cab business in Broome County. I don't know how they can sustain that. And his announcement that he's shutting down in a few days, I think that that proves the point. I don't think. I don't think it's sustainable. Maybe in a place like New York City or Los Angeles or Chicago, it's not enough cab business here, in my opinion. No, they
7: said that he hit this. This company said they had twenty-three. And now they got fifteen.
2: Right. I don't. I don't even know how they can keep fifteen vehicles on the road and make money. My guess is he's losing said money.
7: That they, I, I, he says that the maintenance on one cab is nine thousand dollars
2: a year. Well, it's probably more than that. Have you seen the condition of our roads around here? It's probably $10,000 a year just, just in damage caused by bad roads. I see the story by Jim Emke on BinghamtonHomepage.com. It says the cab company owner has been losing thousands, tens of thousands of dollars a year. So how, how can he afford to keep his cab company going? It's a wonder he's not bankrupt,
7: I can remember when they were all down by the bus
2: terminal. Yeah, but that's before they started having Ubers and Lyft and and the other independent cab operators. You know, if, if I wanted to, I don't want to, but if I wanted to, I could go through the process and become an independent cab driver in Broome County. You have to, I think, go through a background check and... They do some things before you're licensed in Broom County, and you have to fill out the paperwork and pay the the fees. But I could be a cab driver, and that's it makes life tough. And you know, that's the business is totally different than it was forty or fifty years ago.
7: I don't think you can stop a cab in New York City anymore because people you know, used to wave the used to wave the taxi cab down, but you can't do it anymore. You have to stop. Uh, you have to call them mm. because um, my uh, one of my friends was in New York City not too long ago, and um, and she played the cab down. The cab driver rolled down the window. He said, "Ma'am," he says, "You have to make a phone call if you want a, if you want a cab." And she says, "Okay."
2: All right. Well, then, sounds like a good plan. I don't. I don't know. If I was driving a cab around. I wouldn't just drive around waiting for somebody to hail me. I'd want to be a sign. Yeah. I want somebody to call up and say, "I want Bob Cab. I want I want to take a trip from downtown Binghamton to the airport." And then I, Bob Cab, would say, "Okay, I'll be there in 7 minutes." Well, there was a, there
7: was one cab, a cab driver that that uh that I knew uh, who worked at trailers manufacturing and he retired and he says if you need a ride any time you know he said just give me a call you know so I used to call the cab company and say is is so and so available? Oh sure. Then i will get right on the phone say the lady from the town of Dickerson would like you to pick her up. I used to do I used to do that because I knew the person.
2: Yeah well good times those yeah, were good everything times. everything
7: has changed. Bob, everything, is everything has changed so much. You know, I know,
2: but that's okay. Things
7: change every day, Bob.
2: That's okay. That's that's why I'm here to report the news. That's why Jim Emke and Oh, well,
7: Bob, you're a good you're a good reporter, and I enjoy listening to you. And I enjoyed um, uh, uh, Mr. Russell there too when he was here. But but you don't. You're both doing great. Well. Uh, Russell did a good a good job, and you're doing a good job. Keep up the good
2: work. Thanks, Beverly. Hope you have a great day. Okay, bye-bye. It's nine thirty-seven WNBF six zero seven 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 two twelve ninety. It's a local program, local issues, local callers, local guests, local information that you're not going to find out anywhere else as quickly. 92.1 FM, 1290 AM, streaming at WNBF.com. WNBF. It's
8: 940
2: WNBF Live with Bob Joseph. <laughs> Morning, Bob from Binghamton. You're on the air.
6: Well, oh, good morning, Bob. Uh, I was just noticing, like, driving around, especially on the highways with all the foliages down, the the towers really stand out on the hillsides. And I know that WMBF, they're from, you guys broadcast from Ingram Hill, is that right? or?
2: That's correct, in the town of Binghamton.
6: Right. So up on Ingram Hill, you, the, the really tall towers, uh, they stand out from the, like, cell towers because they're They're just kind of like a single uh, thing with nothing on them. Like, I know the cell towers typically have like transmitter type equipment and stuff like that, but um, I noticed on Hospital Hill there's one, there's a tower that's quite tall too, but does that transmit radio or television?
2: Well, it used to transmit. W I N R at 680, AM. I don't know. I think it still does. I don't know. I'm trying to remember if any other radio or TV operations were using that facility. But that used to be the where the studios were for W I N R radio up uh, top Windy Hill at the end of Robinson Street. Right. I noticed
6: there's like I think there's some uh, cell towers there too. But I also noticed. The one taller one, it looks like, like, like you said, like, like a, a radio or a TV tower. And I, I wasn't sure because it seemed like all the things I've read is that all is done by uh, Ingram Hill
2: now. Well, the vast majority of radio and TV transmissions are Ingram Hill. But there is a transmission tower on Pierce Hill in Vastel. W E N E, which is AM. There's an FM tower, 105.7, and that's on Robinson Hill and Endwell. But most of the radio and TV operations are in the town of Binghamton on Ingram Hill. Okay.
6: And there's like, on Ingram Hill, there's several towers. There's like, uh, I think there's four of them that look like they're, you know, used for that. Does that
2: sound right? Yeah. Well, there's actually, if you look at, you look at them all, there's total, there are more than four towers now. I, I've lost count. There are a lot of broadcast towers and a lot of um, cell towers and other communication towers. They, they have built quite a few more towers over the last, I'd say, 10 or 15 years on Ingram Hill. Oh, okay. Did you hear about that one station down in Alabama, in <laughs> Jasper, Alabama? The guy claimed that they stole stole his tower. No, I didn't hear about yeah, that. Yeah, I don't believe it for a minute. There's, there's more to the story. Some people, and remember, it's not me, some people are saying that uh, he might get in trouble for some kind of fraud because a lot of people have suggested that there's no way you could run a radio station, an AM radio station, and someone can actually steal your tower and transmitter without your knowledge. So his story, for people familiar with broadcasting, his story doesn't add up. I see. You know, if you try to take down uh, an AM radio tower while the station's on the air, uh, there's a good probability you're going to be dead because it's dangerous. Right. You know, if you go near any communications tower, especially AM, but not limited fm tv cell if you go to a communications tower of any type and you don't know what you're doing you could wind up dead right. that's why that's why they're supposed to be all fenced in and signs usually are around those sites that basically say don't go here because it's dangerous right so you know but that doesn't stop some people but the story in Alabama where the guy was making some sort of claim that he only found out that his AM radio tower and the transmitter had been stolen when when some crew came to do some work cutting some grass or weeds at the transmitter site. There's something wrong with the story. Now, I I didn't call him a liar. I just said there's something wrong with that particular story. I mean, maybe there's more to it, or maybe... Maybe the reporting is wrong, but the way it's been reported that somebody just came along, you know, one day uh, 3 or 4 weeks ago and, and stole his AM radio tower and the transmitter, you know, obviously as as Paul Harvey would say, we need to hear the rest of the story. Right. So Okay,
6: well that answers my question. Okay. I was just curious about the, the one tower on uh, a hospital hill. I didn't realize that yeah, I didn't know what, it, what
2: the purpose was. So uh, Yeah, well, it, it, as I say, uh, WINR might still be using that. I, I haven't heard that they stopped, but I don't know. I, I don't At the moment, I don't know the people who are running that, that company's operations in Vestal, but maybe I'll call them sometime to ask. Okay, well, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Thanks. It's 947, Bob Joseph, a font of broadcast information 607-772-1290 we're here for you this is the station your call is important how do you know your call is important because the host actually will answer your call can't say that about Sean Hannity or Dan Bongino or Mark Levin they won't immediately answer your call if you get through the screening process they might take your call 607 772 1290, Wednesday morning, Binghamton Now, WNBF. News Radio
4: 1290, WNBF.
2: 951, WNBF Live with Bob Joseph. Serving you with Binghamton Now, every weekday morning. Nah, this isn't the last time. No. <laughs> it's 952 WNBF. And traffic alert for those who need to know. Downtown Binghamton, Henry Street is closed between Fayette and Carroll because of firefighting operations. Binghamton firefighters are on the scene of a blaze in an apartment building. No injuries have been reported. This has made access to the post office difficult. I don't think it's impossible. I think you can park nearby and then walk over to the post office. I, I suppose that they're open at the you know for lobby operations. So if you want to bring a package, have them send it for you, or if you want to buy some of their colorful stamps, Probably could do that but you may not have access to the parking lot they may have that remedied by now um the fire itself is between the entrance of the post office parking lot and Fayette Street so maybe they have made an alt maybe they've altered that so you can get into the parking lot but That was not the case as of uh, less than an hour ago. So as far as what caused the fire, don't know yet, but we'll try to find out for you. It's 954. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
9: Good morning, Bob. It's Gary from the west side. Today, I have a geography question, if you don't mind playing along. What's the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi?
2: I don't know. Tell me.
9: Well, the people in Dubai, they don't like the Flintstones, but the people in Abu Dhabi do.
2: All right. Well, I always say with this program, I can always learn something, so I, I can I can certainly use that. I'll add that to my repertoire. I have a meeting tonight. It's a serious meeting, but that doesn't mean I won't use what you just uh, You just talk. Well, it's good. I like
9: it. And Bob, I want to say something. Yesterday, you may, you know, you said something after talking to somebody on on the uh, on the air about. How life really doesn't change that much no matter who the president is. Yeah, there's certain things, you know, you know prices, gas goes up and gas goes down and all of these things. But your life kind of remains the same. And I agreed with you, Bob. I thought that was the way you said it was a lot better than what I'm saying now. And you know, I think that's an important thing for people to remember. You know, the world, you know, for Democrats, oh, the world's going to fall apart. Donald Trump is president. Oh, my God, I can't. No, you know, and we got through it. It wasn't that big deal. Now it's like, oh, you know, we can't handle the Democrats being, you know, but but everybody's getting by, you know, we just, sometimes we create our own problems and our own misery.
2: Well, and part of it is the media's fault, media and social media too, but, but that's because... We need the viewers, we need the listeners, and we need the clicks. Appreciate your call. Gary, we've got more calls coming up next hour. You're listening to Bob Joseph live on a Wednesday morning on WNBF.
0: This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station. Where
1: news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WNBF. This is News Radio 1290 WNBF News. Sunshine for today, high near 42. For tonight, it'll be mostly clear during the evening, then become mostly cloudy overnight, low around 28. And for Thursday, mostly cloudy with a chance of rain in the afternoon and a high near 44. Authorities say a gun used to wound a police detective following a chase in southeastern Pennsylvania on Saturday was used to wound another person in a drive-by shooting earlier in the day. Delaware County prosecutors and Chester police said Monday the gun belonged to 40-year-old Terence Armstrong who fired at officers after his car was spotted and chased Saturday afternoon. Authorities said he was wounded by return fire from the wounded detective and three other officers and died at a hospital Saturday evening. Officials said the wounded detective was discharged Monday and is recuperating at home. The Federal Environmental Protection Agency is working to decontaminate a Superfund project site in the town of Union. Regulators have long been concerned about hazardous substances at the former Gowdy Power Station site, just west of Riverside Drive in Westover. Issues include various chemicals, along with asbestos and petroleum problems. Local authorities and state investigators took a greater interest in the site after a petroleum fire was ignited by a torch being used by workers removing scrap metal. An EPA investigation revealed demolition work had started before asbestos had been removed. Asbestos was found in a large debris field surrounding the old plant and on the property's roadways. The federal agency is planning to secure asbestos containing debris on the site. The EPA is also evaluating the property for the presence of hazardous substances. Northeast Heavy Metal, a western New York company, is pursuing legal action against the current owners of the old Gowdy station site and a demolition company. An auction of the property to satisfy a judgment of nearly $250,000 had been scheduled in January, but that was postponed. It's not known when demolition work may resume and who will be responsible for paying for removing remains of the generating plant. A man suspected in the death of a woman who was fatally bludgeoned in a New York City hotel room earlier this month has been arrested in Arizona, where police say he is a suspect in two stabbings in recent days. New York City police officials said Tuesday they are seeking to extradite and arrest Rad Alamosori in the killing of Denise Arancibia, whose body was found by staff on the floor of a lower Manhattan hotel room on February 8th. He has not yet been charged. Missouri was arrested Sunday in Arizona, where he was later booked on suspicion of attempted murder, aggravated assault, and theft of means of transportation. Broom County's makeover of Gripen Park in the town of Union is expected to include a flag football field, according to Broom County Executive Jason Garner. A major renovation project is moving forward at the park at the south end of Gryphon Avenue. Garner said the work is expected to cost about $3.5 million. Features that already have been outlined include the construction of an accessible playground, a wiffle ball stadium, and a basketball court. Garner told WNBF News a lot of people like to play flag football, so it seems appropriate to include such a field as part of the final layout for Grippen Park. The county executive said there appears to be adequate space to develop the Wiffleball stadium and a flag football field in an area where an unused football field is located. Garners and Park has been underutilized in recent years. He said he expects the planned work at the park will be completed by June or July. Since he became a force in the Republican politics, Donald Trump has figured prominently in U.S. Senate races, shaping which GOP contenders get nominated. But that's not what's happening in Pennsylvania. There, the likely Republican nominee, David McCormick, and Trump seem to be ignoring each other. McCormick, an ex-Hedge Fund CEO, is trying to beat Democratic Senator Bob Casey, the best-known political name in Pennsylvania. For McCormick, there's the additional baggage of Trump's tongue lashings as Trump worked to defeat McCormick in Pennsylvania's 2022 Senate primary race. Theirs is a complicated relationship that Democrats say is fraught with danger for McCormick and pollsters say steepens his uphill climb against Casey. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF.
2: I'm Bob Joseph, Binghamton Now Live on a Wednesday morning, WNBM. live with Don Pardo <laughs> Oh my gosh the memories I know you're saying what live at 5 with Don Pardo what do you mean Well if you know you know if you don't never mind doesn't doesn't pertain to you <laughs> live at 5 with Don Pardo it's 1010. 10. Uh, we're live at 1010 10 on WNBF Binghamton, not WNBC New York. 607 772 1290. Let's see. Yeah, maybe. maybe it would be a good idea to check the email. Let's see what uh, accolades are pouring in. Yeah. So much I've tried to set this up. (laughs) I've tried to set this up so I don't get my email clogged with stuff like this. Here's one. This is only one of an example of many that still managed to slide through despite my best efforts. The best dates to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. New York ranks fourth. Seriously, I'm not making this up. A new study reveals the best dates for St. Patrick's Day celebrations. The analysis looked at the quantity and affordability of St. Patrick's Day events, (laughs) along with the holidays' general popularity to determine the best dates to celebrate. You know, if it gets to the point where I'm writing stories like that, that'll be all I need to know to indicate that I must retire. The best states to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. New York ranks fourth. Yeah, but what about cities? Where does Binghamton rank? Compared to Elmira. Compared to Syracuse. Compa- compared to Poe Kipsy. you imagine? And yet, it'll get clicks. So, that's it's where we're at, baby, in 2024. You think the news industry is dead? No, nope. the news industry is uh Going to resurrect itself with stories like the best dates to celebrate St. Patrick's Day. Probably be on the cover of Sunday's Press and Sun Bulletin. I'm kidding. Of course they wouldn't do that. Hi, WNBF. Good morning. You're on the air. What's um, what's your first name? Where are you calling from?
10: Hey,
11: this is uh, Dan calling from Binghamton. Hey, I see uh, Tucker Carlson was over to visit with Putin and his buddies. You know, it's funny that they didn't try and poison him or anything. And I just got to believe that Trump's men are all welcome to uh, scrutinize the Soviet Union or whatever they call themselves.
2: Well, I wouldn't dare go to interview Putin because my guess is either President Putin or one of his operatives would try to poison me. But you're right. Tucker Carlson had nothing to fear.
10: Yes, I don't
11: think he had anything at all to fear. I just hope he doesn't gain too much weight, you know, going, you know, eating out and everything over oh, there. They have great food and booze. So,
5: mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. You know?
4: Yeah.
5: Yeah, I want him to be ready for the ready for the <laughs> for the election
2: this fall. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens. It's uh definitely going to be quite the year, so uh stay tuned to the program. The fun is only beginning. <laughs>
11: That's right. Have have fun, buddy. Bye-bye.
2: <laughs> yeah, fun. You you don't even know the kind of fun that we're going to have between now and November. You, you can only imagine. We're all salivating here at WNBF because the fun, I think we'll rebrand as Fun Radio. The most fun you can have on the radio under federal law. 607-772-1290. Let's see. If I actually have any useful... Oh, here's a good... Here's a good uh, email. Tommy from Binghamton writes about towers. The tower on Hospital Hill may be part of the new county security system. Uh, Similar towers are located throughout the county. I visited one early site in Conklin, and there is a new county tower at Ely Park Golf Course. Uh, That's true, Tommy. I've seen the one at Ely Park Golf Course, and I have seen several others, and... So the new Broome County communication system has been completed. So many of those towers that popped up over the last three years or so were part of that system. So if, you, if you're if you a Broome County taxpayer, take a look at those towers, those communications towers, because you paid for them. So that's a new system. So they use that for police, fire, EMS... And a few other services. So that is the 21st century communications system that uh, finally was completed. It took a long time. A long time. A lot of planning. Uh, oh, even training. Everybody had to have a new radio. Yeah, they did. It's uh, 1016 WNBF. Would you? like to call in well if you would like to call in you certainly are welcome to if you have thoughts about what's going on in our great community or for that matter our great country i'd love to hear from you on america's very best radio program in my opinion (laughs) my opinion i know i couldn't get through the the liner card with a straight face but in my opinion I say it's the very best. Call in and you can make it even better.
0: From the Galt Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Shop Toyota, Chevy, BMW, and pre owned at GaltAuto.com.
2: NBF live at ten twenty with Bob Joseph on your Wednesday morning. Mary in Endicott, you're on the air.
12: Good morning. Uh, I just want to tell you the best place for your Dublin or for your St. Patrick's Day it would be Dublin. If you ever get a chance, you should go.
2: I always wanted it's, to go. Uh, my uh, yes. my good friends uh, uh, Tony, Russell, and John Leslie and Larry Hodge they got oh, to go. Oh, I
12: went with John Leslie. Yeah, I did. I went with John Leslie. You did? So we had a great time. Yes, I did.
2: Did you kiss the Blarney Stone? Yes, I did. What was that upside like? Upside
12: down. What was, oh, it was that upside like? Down.
2: Well, Up-
12: upside down. Well, upside down.
2: Can't do it anymore <laughs> because of COVID twenty four
12: oh crap that's
2: right i'm kidding by the way I, I just made no, that up <laughs> they
12: probably no they probably won't let you yeah you're probably right
2: yeah but still yeah. that, that yeah. sounds like it must we have had, been great, great fun
12: oh we had such a good time but but the parade dublin for st patrick's day is very quiet they had the parade and everybody was, it was more like a prayer day or a quiet day or a love your neighbor day or whatever. But it was not boisterous. It was not yelling and screaming. It was, it was so nice. I mean, it was just lovely. And uh, we had such a good time with John. And, uh those were the days, I'll tell you. Well, I'm, we spent a,
2: I'm glad you called because. Because that brings back good memories for me Even though I was left out And couldn't go to Ireland Couldn't go to Dublin with my friends here at the station I was here in downtown Binghamton At the station, in the studio Engineering the program So it was still fun It was fun radio to hear Whether it was John Leslie Or I can't remember if Bernie went Um, At one point Tony went and larry hodge our engineer it was fun just listening to them have fun yes it would have been more fun for me if if i had been there but it was still fun to hear hear all about it on the radio
12: oh uh we got we stayed in um the first night where the Shannon, where the airplane came in we stayed the first night in the first hotel it was the only modern hotel that we stayed in i mean it was The rest of them were all the castles and everything. And we stayed, and and we went in, and they said, well, you can go take a nap. I don't want to go take a nap. You know, forget that. So we were sitting there in the dining room in this small hotel, and all of the pictures on all of the walls were all bird pictures. So I like birds, so I got up, and I started looking at them. And... They were all done, and I can't tell you the name now, but they were all done by a man from Endicott, New York. Every one of them. Apparently, he owned the hotel, and he hung all his paintings in the hotel. I was in shock. I couldn't believe that. I went to Ireland, and all of the pictures at the hotel were all done by a man from Endicott. I wish I could remember his name. That was a long time ago. Hmm. But... Yeah, it was very interesting. After that, we stayed in all the castles and different places like that. Wow. That first night, yeah, that first night was very interesting. I'd love to remember who it was, but I never, I didn't write it down and I don't know now. That was, that was a very long time ago. (laughs) Well. Well, We had such a good time.
2: Oh, I'm glad, I'm glad you called and and shared your memories. That's, uh, that's fun, I'm sure. I'm sure other people who went on on those trips, as well as other people who just heard yeah. them on the radio, are enjoying yeah. the memories. Well,
12: well, good old John, he had his cooler of
2: Guinness. <laughs> of course he did.
12: <laughs> of course he did.
2: Yeah? Of course he did. Well, that, that reminds me. He I...
12: wasn't supposed to. He wasn't supposed no, to. No, of course
2: he, he wasn't. But, but um <laughs> What can I say? He's he was John Leslie, and it reminds me I I ought to uh, give him a call one of these days. I'll I'll invite him to come back on the program. It's been oh I think God. it's been a few yeah. years. It's been a few years since he's been on the program, so I'm going yeah. to uh, get in touch with him to see if he would join us someday. And
12: yeah, maybe he remembered the year that we went. Um, uh, of course, he went more than once. Right. We. Uh, we had such a good time. We had two busloads, and, and the, the uh, Irish kids, they'd get on the bus, and they do some dances for us and sing. And it was just the whole thing was just so well planned. He just knew what he was doing, let me tell you.
2: Well, we did so, yeah. the radio station WNBF back in the day. Did uh, a lot of things like that with the the trips, say to Ireland. Yes. We also did a lot of uh, baseball trips. That's back when oh, that, the okay. Yankees okay. were on the were on the stations. Yeah. So we would go to Yankee Stadium and oh, uh, sometimes I take got a hit. You really? I went once. Oh, it wasn't the Yankee one. It
12: was the triplets. I was sitting with my dad. He loved baseball. I was sitting with him, and a hard hit. One of those hard balls came right up my head and he caught her right in front of my face he never took me again not ever it was it was so scary I mean I would have died I mean I, I was probably eight or nine ten years old baby yeah and he and I'll never forget it I mean those are the kind of things you don't forget yeah but He he caught it
2: well, it's it can be scary. It's one thing. You have to pay attention. If you're at a game, you really should pay attention. But I know sometimes I'm not paying attention, and there have been a, a couple of close calls.
12: Oh, oh dear. Yeah. He played football. I don't think he played much baseball. He played lacrosse. He played football for Colgate. But he caught that ball. I can still see it coming at me. And I can still see his hand in front of my face. Well. And that was that was... Seventy
2: years ago. Yeah. Well, you're. It was yeah, the triplets.
12: That, were
2: here. Yeah, in Johnson yeah. City.
12: Um, probably. Yeah. Yeah,
2: Johnson yeah, Field. Till the DOT yeah. tore it down because they wanted to build an expressway.
12: <laughs> oh, modern days.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, can't stop them. Okay. Hey, thank so, you for your call. All
12: right, thank you. Yep.
2: Bye bye. WNBF, see, part of our family. Everybody is part of our family. The global family of WNBF. You're part of it. If you're listening, you're part of the family. Thank you for being part of the WNBF family. Over the last century, nearly a century, we have been serving our family from Binghamton. Except for that short time when we started, when WNBF was in Endicott. And then we moved to Binghamton. But, of course, of course, all good things start in Endicott. That's where where I started. Well, I started technically. I started in Endwell, then Endicott. And then they hired me for WNBF. It's Binghamton now, 92.1 FM, 1290 AM. Always available on the WNBF app. 1031 WNBF live and local. And Bob Joseph is here on a sunny Wednesday morning. Hope you're having as much fun as I'm having here at the radio studio. Don't want to be in the studio right now. I should actually be over on Henry Street uh, continuing coverage with the um, fire. But I uh, am required to be in the studio, and here I shall be. Of course, we did. A live report from the fire scene outside 122 Henry Street a couple of hours ago. There are no reports of injuries, but Henry Street is closed around that fire scene, which is located just west of Morabito Stadium in the emerging stadium districts in downtown Binghamton. So Henry Street shut down. No other traffic issues related to the fire. So we'll keep you apprised as that uh, situation evolves. The fire is under control. And to the best of my knowledge, A, no injuries, B, no damage to the neighboring buildings. There were a couple of buildings to the east and west of the apartment building that was on fire, but... It appears that the Binghamton firefighters managed to prevent damage to the surrounding buildings. 1033 WNBF with Bob Joseph. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
10: John from Binghamton. I just want to inform you that there's no power on the whole side of town either. And traffic lights ain't working over there. There's no power all the way over to Susquehanna Street, all the way over.
2: Oh, yeah. Actually, that's a good point. I, uh, i omitted i I forgot to mention because as i headed from the fire scene i did notice the traffic signal at the intersection of court and fayette near uh, i believe at saint mary's church was not not working so yes they nice egg had to kill nice egg nice egg had to kill the power uh to uh that general area because of the firefighting operations
10: also, uh, over there where the tiny houses going in. There's a, a ribbon cutting going on over there today. I don't
2: know if you knew that. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not a ribbon cutting. It's uh, groundbreaking. Um all right. Of course, as as often is the case, they they scheduled it. They scheduled it with all the the bold-name figures, all the people who love to be in the news. Mm-hmm. They scheduled it for when I'm on the air, so I can't go. All right. But that's okay right. because... Well, because i actually did i think i did a better story on our website uh when was it about a week and a half ago when they actually started work over there so that's Mm -hmm. um let me just see yeah they it was on february 6th that i did my story so that was uh, about two weeks ago when they uh, started work. They're putting up the fence and securing the thing. So I did some pictures and video. So I like. La- I actually like a story like that, which shows original reporting ahead of everybody else. Because tonight at six on all the news channels, we'll we'll see all the all of our favorite names will be there. Actually, that explains oh, yeah. why I've had trouble. It, it occurs to me there's one reason why I haven't been able to reach Mayor Cram. It's because he's there for for the uh, the groundbreaking. So, you know, yeah. that's
10: another thing. This mayor takes a lot of credit. Seems to grab a lot of credit, but which Rich Booth and other mayors. And, you know, not Rich and Rich Davis and all these, the other mayor started all this stuff. All this housing, it's been going on way before he became mayor. And, and the guy just seems to take all the credit from these guys, you know.
2: Well, now everybody takes credit, though. Listen to this. Here's the guest list. Everybody, this shows you how everybody is taking credit. Everybody but me. Because I'm on your side, and you know I won't take credit for anything when, mm-hmm. when it's not... It's not for me. You know, I'm about improving the community, but I don't want credit. So listen to all the people who are there. You'll be amazed at the guest list. Jason Garner. Okay, now that's to be expected. Jason Garner, because this is a county project, and he's talked about it on our radio program over the past couple of years. We've been providing all the... Information about this project as it's been planned and developed. So people have heard about it here with the county executive on WNBF. Also, the legislature chairman, Dan Reynolds, Congressman Mark Molinaro, Assemblywoman Donna Lepardo, Senator Leah Webb, Sheriff Fred Akshar, Binghamton Mayor Jared Cram. And that's just the top of the guest list. I mean, they must have to bring in buses just for all the all the guests who are at the groundbreaking ceremony.
10: You're correct. That's the way it's uh, out front of this bank from Project Kmart. They had all those politicians out there saying, what a great building this wants to start getting hemp. And the hemp walked away. And then we get stuck with all the you know, the aftermath and all the problems with it. But but, but they can't, you know, they give all this, all these, you know, uh, for to grow the hemp, gave all that money to them, but they can't help us, you know, take some of this building down, get a gas line moved and all this other stuff. I mean, that's politics for you. And now the city's going to take on a huge
2: issue. Yeah, nice you know what that reminds me made? of? It rem- that, that scenario, what happened to the Binghamton Plaza? It reminds me of Frank Sinatra's song. You're riding high in April, shot down in May. But you oh, know yeah. what he said? That's life. You know, one one point they're celebrating you. The next point, weeks later, they've turned their back on you. And your persona right. non grata, and they're trying to take your property by eminent domain. So right. that's that's how life
10: works. Be, I believe they're sticking a knife in the back of the, whole, all the north side. I mean, they could help us take part of this down, get NYSEG to do their part, you know, so people can move. Well, so Niceg, you know, if
2: Niceg wanted to, if it was a, a project supported by the city of Binghamton and Broome County, all they would have to do, the mayor and the county executive would probably just have to get on the line to Niceg. Talk to ready kilowatt and ask him to take out that that thing in in the center of the the old binghamton plaza building and, and it pr- could probably be done in a matter of days or weeks
10: correct. I mean they were here we had engineers here and everything else and everything fell through because the nice thing was bought out by a Spanish company and any you know the, all the engineers, the job went from fifty thousand to moving gas line to over a hundred thousand on, on our part. You know, and and there's no guarantee what's going to happen with the plaza. So, well, what do we do? You know, it's a catch-22. We, every time we get it, somebody that wants to come here, they don't want a month-to-month lease. They want, a, you know, a five-year lease. Which you can't blame them. They're going to invest money in here. Right. No, it's Chinese restaurant. You know, yeah. you know uh, uh, we had a Chinese restaurant want to come in here. We had a, you know, the to go in here. Uh, I, had, I, a heard I heard Chick-fil-A. I heard
2: I heard Chick-fil-A was looking at that site.
10: Uh, they do have
2: people look at
10: it, but ever since they, you know, t- shut Rivera Street down, or, you know, Shenango Street with their damn overpass, you know, everybody learned a big, a big route around, around that coming sure. down Sure. Well, Shenango n- n-
2: Street. Let's face it. The DOT shut down Shenango Street, I think it was for 14 months. You know, right, this is between you, you and me. John, you know, DOT would not shut down Riverside Drive or Main Street for 14 months, but they had no problem shutting down Shenango Street for 14 months because it was the north side. Right. And then they
10: did it again and they're going to do it again. They got oh. more problems. They're going to be c- coming up. Sh- you of know.
2: course, it's, it's the north side. So. There, there, there are different rules that pertain. If you're on Riverside Drive, you're gold. If you're on Shenango Street, especially, uh, Mm-hmm. On Chenango Street, north of the uh, town and country apartments, you count for, I won't say nothing, because that's not true, but but it's not equal. Oh, anyway. Bye, bye. All right. Well, thank you for your time. Yeah. Thanks thank for calling know. in. Appreciate the update.
10: some of these new councilmen will get a hold of me and come over and take a look at this before they make big decisions.
2: Yeah, I bet they will. I bet I bet you'll be seeing some members of city council. It's 10:40 at WNBF. Bob Joseph on your side. No, they don't invite me to groundbreaking ceremonies typically. <laughs> Which is fine as I said. I did the story about this. I when was it? I said February 6th. So Okay, that was more than two weeks ago. Preliminary work underway for the Veterans Resource Facility, which will include a residential section, and it's located at 530 State Street. They used to have a a bowling alley there, and now they're going to build not just the Veterans Resource Center, but also 10 tiny homes that will be Able to provide some housing for our veterans. So it's a great project, and I probably say if they scheduled it for 12 30, I probably would be there, but. Listening on News Radio, WNBF. Good morning. If you have thoughts about almost anything, 607 772 1290. This is Binghamton Now. Well- Forty five WNBF that's Live. Life. Bob Joseph, Binghamton Now, teaching you a couple of things about life. Dave Investel. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning there,
13: Bob. See, I'm getting to know you better and better because I-, I knew you were gonna do that. Once you once you said that line to the song, I said, Wow, she's gonna play that's life. You know Bob, and you know what? Well, here's another song for you, maybe. I'm calling in to see if you feel like I do. You remember that Peter oh, Frampton Oh, that Frampton. Album. Frampton Come, comes,
2: comes alive. <laughs> you know, the only thing bad about Frampton was he, he would never get a haircut. No matter how much money he made, for many, many years, during the height of his popularity, he refused to get a haircut. And so a lot of times I, I would mistake uh, Peter Frampton for Ted Nugent, when in fact I like <laughs> Frampton, and I really don't care for Nugent.
13: (laughs) But, but, you know, I think everyone I knew had... You had to have Frampton Comes Alive. I think everyone I knew had... I know.
2: I I do. I still have it. I still have the vinyl. Two two LP set. Delicious vinyl. Man, that Mm -hmm. was... And the... What was it? Uh, uh, Do you feel... Do you like feel you do. like you do? Yeah. And it seemed yeah. like the live version ran about 45 minutes. They couldn't have because they couldn't fit 45 minutes on one side, but maybe, I don't know if it was 18 minutes, but it just, and then he's going, wow wow I can't even imitate it. He had one of those little <laughs> things, little wah-wah things, and I, I, I mm-hmm. said, well, I hope that doesn't catch on. <laughs> and it didn't, but it but it was cute. I mean, it was cute because Frampton, I think, was the first major artiste to attempt to do that.
13: Yeah, that was. I mean, that was huge back then when we were young, Bob. Hey, I I, I want to run this by you. I want. I, I really do want to see if you feel like I do. Um, Bob, would you agree that sending our reporters down to the southern border? With a microphone actually getting getting to hear from migrants as they you know as they're in line as they're coming across where you're coming from uh, why are you coming here and uh, where are you heading where would you like to go would you agree that's a good thing for us to hear that information or no
2: well, well of course news is good all <laughs> new, all news all news should be reported why not?
13: Right. I I think it's
2: good. But my question to you is
13: why then, Bob, are I'm only seeing a Fox News reporter down there? Where's the LA Times? Where's the New York Times? Where's ABC? I I suspect.
2: Well, I suspect they've all been there at one point or another. They can't. Why would they be there at the same time? It makes no sense to have reporters if Fox is already there. This is my thought. There are too few reporters in the world already. So say if, if I worked for ABC News or is uh, what do they used to call it CBS Eyeball News, if I worked for them, if I was um, you know the vice president for news and making daily coverage decisions, if I knew that Fox already had a crew down at the border, I wouldn't try to replicate it. Maybe I'd wait till their crew came back to New York or wherever they're based probably based in dallas or who knows but you know if fox has a crew they've got it covered then say if fox leaves then abc or cbs eyeball news or cnn it's the point of having multiple crews uh, covering the same border at the same time you're going to basically hear uh, different not identical but just variations on the same story
13: but, but you haven't seen any reporters from I mean, But that's not true
2: Don't lie to me Don't come on this program Dave And lie to me I haven't seen reporters from uh, Other than Fox reporters Because that is a lie
13: no, I didn't say not at the border I'm saying actually interviewing
2: Yes they've interviewed People coming to America I've seen it I've seen it with my own ears Well, you know, how how about this angle, though? Just because they're not doing it every day, or maybe they're not doing it with the same intensity as Fox, nobody does it better than Fox. That's what Carly Simon said. Nobody does it better. So, obviously, if you work for CBS Eyeball News and the great journalists at Fox have basically cornered the essence of the immigration story— of course, you're you're not going to spend a lot of time and effort. If they're going to win all the awards because they're the best, you know, CBS should go and uh, who's the guy who goes on the road and, and find, uh, you know, find one of those kids with one of those Crayola boxes that has 256 colors.
13: Bobby, you don't think that they're not showing up because they don't want to embarrass Biden? They like to cover up for him. You know, they they,
2: they don't cover up for Biden just like they didn't cover up for the former guy. They don't cover up for any president. If you're president of these United States, watch out, because every media organization has you. It, They're examining you uh, figuratively under a microscope. So if you do anything wrong, you better watch out.
13: I have a feeling I'm right, though, Bob, and you just won't tell me.
2: Oh, I would tell you if you were right, I would I would certainly <laughs> okay. tell you. But in this case, you're not right. But I, as always, I appreciate your uh, beliefs. I mean, it's a free country, and everyone is entitled to their beliefs. Well,
13: anyone out there that wants to hear from the migrants, go to Fox. It's the only place you're going to see it.
2: Or MSNBC. If you don't want to hear from them, go to MSNBC. Or maybe you will. I can pretty much guarantee, that's all I can say, pretty much guarantee. I don't watch all the news channels all the time. I can pretty much guarantee all the news channels at some point over the last few months have interviewed people coming to this great country on the border. I know for sure that I've seen it on CBS Eyeball News. As far as MSNBC, I don't know. Don't watch that channel very much. As far as... um, Newsmax, don't know. Don't watch that channel much. I watch some of the Fox and some of the CNN. And of course, Nora O'Donnell with CBS Eyeball News every night at 630. Hi WNBF, you're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Tom from Endwell. Morning. What's on your mind?
8: Well, I you know what? I agree I agree with the other caller, and I think I think the reason why the liberal media doesn't want to put that information out is because they want to keep all their viewers in the dark of what's really going on. You know, just like yesterday, you, you kept wanting to blame Abbott, but Abbott's not the world leader, you know, because of Joe Biden and him getting rid of the policies remain in Mexico. And now you got the Biden administration trying to stop Abbott from what he's trying to protect his land. He's trying to protect his communities, trying to protect his people. And, you know, the liberal media, a lot of your viewers don't know, but the the Democrats basically control and own 96% of all the media.
2: Not true. Cite your source. Cite your source. The Democrats don't control 96% of the media. Cite your source. yeah well- Wait, cite your source. Dave, don't just throw uh, an apparent lie out on the air and not provide a source. Where did you hear that? You can google it, Bob. No, I'm not going to google it. Tell me your source. Who said that? Fox News? Bob Dave, tell me where you where you heard or read that 90% 96% of the media is owned by Democrats. It's
8: controlled by Democrats.
2: Where did you see that? Washington Post. The Washington Okay. Now you gave me something to Google. Washington Post. <sighs> Washington Post. Uh, Democrats control of media. Let's see.
8: Why, why do you why do you think Hillary Clinton and everybody went after Washington Post?
2: Wait, I don't see. There's no. I just Googled it. There's nothing. It doesn't. Uh, it doesn't say anything about ninety-six percent. Ninety-six percent. It doesn't come up anywhere. Okay. Well, Wait, what, what, what? When? When? When did, did you? I just googled Washington Post. Post Democrats control of media. Bob, why don't you Google how
8: how much does the left-leaning news have? What, what, out of all the news, what's more left-leaning? Like, 96% of the news media is left-leaning. They control the narrative. And let me explain. You got Hillary Clinton with the servers and all the emails. Let go. You got Joe Biden, all these emails. He had, he had documents from the 70s from the Senate.
2: All right. Well, unfortunately, we're plumb out of time. We have to take a break for the news. More coming up right here on WNBF.
0: This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton. Now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton, a town square media station.
1: Where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WNBF. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF News. Sunny today, high near 42. Tonight, mostly clear during the evening, then mostly cloudy overnight, low around 28. For Thursday, it'll be mostly cloudy with a chance of rain in the afternoon with a high near 44. Broom County's makeover of Gripen Park in the town of Union is expected to include a flag football field, according to Broom County Executive Jason Garner. A major renovation project is moving forward at the park at the south end of Gripen Avenue. Garner said the work is expected to cost about $3.5 million. Features that already have been outlined include the construction of an accessible playground, a wiffle ball stadium, and a basketball court. Garner told WNBF News a lot of people like to play flag football, so it seems appropriate to include such a field as part of the final layout for Grippen Park. The county executive said there appears to be adequate space to develop, develop the wiffle ball stadium and a flag football field in an area where an unused softball field is located. Garner said Grippen Park has been underutilized in recent years. He said he expects the planned work at the park to be completed by June or July. The Federal Environmental Protection Agency is working to decontaminate a Superfund project site in the Town of Union. Regulators have long been concerned about hazardous substances at the former Gowdy Power Station site just west of Riverside Drive in Westover. Issues include various chemicals along with asbestos and petroleum problems. Local authorities and state investigators took a greater interest in the site after a petroleum fire was ignited by a torch being used by workers removing scrap metal. An EPA investigation revealed demolition work had started before asbestos had been removed. Asbestos was found in a large debris field surrounding the old plant and on the property's roadways. The federal agency is planning to secure asbestos-containing debris on the site The EPA is also evaluating the property for the presence of hazardous substances. Northeast Heavy Metal, a western New York company, is pursuing legal action against the current owners of the old Gowdy station site and a demolition company. An auction of the property to satisfy a judgment of nearly $250,000 had been scheduled in January, but that was postponed it's not known when demolition work may resume and who will be responsible for paying for removing remains of the generating plan. A federal appeals court must decide if Pennsylvania voters who put the wrong date on the envelope containing their mail-in ballots should have their votes thrown out. The case argued yesterday in Philadelphia could be significant in this year's presidential contest. The NAACP and several voter groups call the mistakes meaningless and want them counted. They say that more than 10,000 ballots in the state were rejected in 2022 over mistaken dates. Republican groups are challenging a federal court ruling last year that the votes should count if they are received in time. Vice President Harris is announcing another $5.8 billion for water infrastructure projects nationwide paid for by one of the Biden administration's key legislative victories. Appearing in Pittsburgh on Tuesday, Harris says clean water is a right and a way to protect public health. The $5.8 billion will pay for projects in all 50 states bringing the total award for water infrastructure projects to $22 billion. It comes from the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure law that President Joe Biden signed in 2021. Harris was joined in Pittsburgh by Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Michael Reagan. Reagan says clean water is essential. New figures from the gambling industry show America's commercial casinos won more than $66 billion from gamblers in 2023, the industry's best year ever. The American Gaming Association says that was 10% higher than in 2022, which itself was a record-setting year. When revenue figures from tribal-owned casinos are released later this year, They are expected to show that overall casino gambling brought in close to $110 billion to casino operators in 2023. In-person gambling remains the bread and butter of the industry. Slot machines brought in over $35 billion, up 3.8%, and table games brought in over $10 billion, up 3.5%. That's a look at news. For updates on local news, weather, sports, and features, open up the WNBF app and online at WNBF.com. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF.
2: Bob Joseph, you're listening to Binghamton Now on a Wednesday morning. This is WNBF Live. 07 1290 is the number. We begin the hour with Bill from Binghamton. Good morning.
5: Hi, good morning. I listened to the caller earlier about the trip to Ireland and the Endicott connection, and I've got a little more information for you. Um, the owner of Endicat Johnson Shoe Company was named, his name was McDonough. He owned two castle hotels in Ireland, one called Ramolin. The other one was Ashford Castle, and down the road from Drumolan Castle was a hotel he owned called the Clare Inn. The Drumolan Castle actually, the head chef there was from number five in Binghamton, because he used to when he was in Binghamton, he would have dinner there, and he hired the chef who ended up as the head chef at Drumolan Castle in uh, County Clare in Ireland. So I give that information
2: out to you. I'm glad you did. Thank you so much. Have you ever been there? Yes. Yep,
5: been there a few times.
2: Ah, you're lucky. Sounds like fun. I hope I hope to uh, be able to get there someday. And thank you for the information. I'm very pleased.
5: Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, if you look up the McDonough Corporation, you will see that they own Endicott Johnson Shoe Company. For
2: yeah, well, I, I recall Bernard McDonough. I don't think i ever met him but i re- recall his name back in the day yep that's it all yep. right thank, thank you. you thank you Eleven, 11 we're always learning something here on the radio that's what it's all about if you have information to share it could be insights into things that have happened in the past or maybe insights into things that are happening right now i say go ahead Make our day. 607-772-1290. Binghamton Now. It's your program. I encourage you to participate by calling, and of course by listening, and certainly by telling everyone you know about this program, because it really is special. From the Galt
0: Auto Studios, this is WNBF News Radio AM 1290. Also available at 92.1 FM. Save in a big way at Galt Chevrolet.
2: often on Binghamton now only on WNBF Sarah from Whitney Point, you're on the air. Yeah, good
4: morning, Bob. I just want to say, um, so everybody can hear if they didn't hear about this, the latest was Mr. Donald Trump, our former president. He got the no fund campaign uh, that he started, I believe it was on Monday, maybe over the weekend after he was brought into New York City for that trial and was charged like $55 billion or something, I heard. Um, but anyway, he raised that already within like three days as of yesterday, I believe. I just wanted everybody to know that, and I am so glad that he did because it just says everything about what everybody's thinking about him. No one's perfect, and I just have to say I hope that he does make it for presidency. And now he's got a line of sneakers out there too as well, um, and he's selling those for $400. I think maybe it's a little high, but uh, they're all sold out now too, so I'm curious to hear if he's going to make
2: more, (laughs) but I'm sure he will. So I'm sure he know. will. You know what he's about? He's about the money. So of course he's gonna make more.
4: Well, what they're doing to him is just off of these older women things from thirty or forty years ago. But hearing about the stuff there that he uh, you know, getting payback loans and whatnot, not whatever the word is they call that, I mean
2: it's not really good. It doesn't look good. No, you. it's uh, it's terrible. And in New York State, as a matter of fact, it's a crime. Yeah. So, you know, the optics don't look good and you know, I feel badly for them. You know, anytime that somebody is uh convicted, whether it's of a criminal charge, involving business or something involving uh just personal behavior, it makes me makes me very sad. Appreciate your call. Thank you. WNBF, good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? Yes, good morning, Bob. This is Vinny from uh Binghamton. Yeah. Aren't you sad? Aren't you sad every time he gets convicted of something?
14: Oh, Trump? (laughs) Well, I... No, no, I'm not.
2: No, I'm not. Well, then you and I I... must disagree. I'm sorry. I must must point out, I disagree with you. I disagree. uh, I I feel badly. Every time... I'm serious. Every time he's convicted Uh of something, every time he's indicted a little bit of me a little bit of me dies
14: well well i'll tell you when you play with fire you you're probably going to get burned
2: well I, so. I i'm not saying i'm not saying he doesn't deserve i said it just makes me sad and and i i feel his pain no i'm 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 hoping he gets everything coming to him don't get me wrong i didn't say he doesn't deserve to be indicted and i didn't say he doesn't deserve to be convicted of some things and i didn't say he shouldn't pay all those hundreds of millions of dollars i didn't say that i'm just saying it makes me sad oh no i i
14: i I can jump on that side i i I, isn't it sad for for someone running for president it's sad this this shouldn't even be happening
2: no i mean imagine seriously imagine if uh imagine if joe biden did one-tenth of the stuff that the former guy's accused of imagine that
14: Oh, Fox News ratings would be through the roof. Sure. They'd be playing it every oh. single night. But you know what? I, I wanted to talk to um, – uh, we're going to switch today, Bob. I wanted to talk to uh, 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 some of the callers who just were uh, going on Joe Biden about the border and why he should have just left it the way it was. And what I want to do is I want to show them that it wasn't working. I, and, and how you can even listen to this guy – and his excuses, and his half troops. And, you know, it, it it just amazes me. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. You know, I read an article in The Tennessean by Cameron Smith, and it's entitled, Republicans should stop playing games. Democrats are playing hardball on immigration. And it goes into uh, all the things that were good in that bill that they did. It was a very conservative bill. But I, I, I wanted to say this one point was in this bill. Personal investments necessary to enforce federal immigration. Even undocumented um, uh, aliens are entitled to the Constitution's due process protections. Apprehending, processing, and removing requires more law enforcement, more attorneys, more judges. There was money for that. You see, there was a clock. There was a jam down there, guys, that's going on. And what Donald Trump, oh, I'm going to close it. No, but no, you don't understand. It's jam. We've got things where it takes. They want to get it um, um, six months. That's some of the asylum asylum determinations. They took. They want to be six months with all these people. You know what it is right now? Six years. Six years. They're all sitting around. We don't have enough people to get this going. And you need money. You you can talk all you want about Joe Biden. This has been going on for years and years and years. As a matter of fact, in this article. Chuck Schumer says for years, years, our Republican colleagues have de- demanded we fix the border. And all along, they said it would be done through legislation. Only recently did they change that. And when it looks like we might actually produce legislation, it goes on and on and on. And Lankford, Republican from Oklahoma, he was the chief Republican architect of this bill. And he is a conservative who is more interested in governing than becoming a cable news outrage peddler. So, you know, this, this is, this is where we're at, Bob. And, um, you know, the thing I get tired of, and I kind of got this out of watching, um, on CNN, former Republican Congressman Joe Walsh. I'm tired of the media. I'm, 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 I know I'm not alone with some of these Biden supporters, Democrats. I'm tired of the media trying to, Normalize this guy. Oh, this is norm. You guys, I just can't believe it. Even with when it comes to the rape with E. Jean Carroll. You know, Mr. Trump, let me ask you something. It's 2023. You know, DNA has freed a lot of people that are accused of a crime. It's gotten them out of jail. It's gotten them off death penalty. It's gotten them off death row. It, it saved. Well, how come you don't do it? Or are you. On the other side, where DNA has thrown a lot of people in jail, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years later, they've caught some. I saw one the other night. Guy, 47 years ago, DNA, got him. He's in jail. Is that what you're afraid of? Because all he has to do is you don't get any shots. You don't have to go into surgery. Just swipe the inside of your mouth. Give it to him. That would prove that your DNA is not on that dress. But but, but then,
2: but Vinny... If yeah. he gave a DNA sample and then they said that it confirms the uh, the accusation that's been made, that there is a match, a DNA match, then he would only say, well, it's rigged. You know he would. I, I think the
14: court, that yeah, yeah, it's rigged. Sure it is.
2: But, was, no, I know I, you're
14: going
2: to say that to me No, and he'd say it was a part of a witch hunt He would say whatever lab Did the testing Was controlled by Biden supporters
14: Oh, it would be Well, well Bob, of you course. know we're at, a, we're at a point now where his supporters If Joe Biden And Donald Trump are in a boxing match And Joe Biden knocks Trump out So, wow he got knocked him out No, he didn't knock him out what do you mean No, he's right there on the floor No, no, he's sleeping That's what he's doing. He's sleeping. The excuses they give and surround this guy with, either they surround him or they just divert the conversation, just like he did when he was asked about that guy who got killed over there in Russia. Well, you know, it's sad because you know what happened to him? That's what's happening in this country.
2: doesn't say anything about his blood. Well, of course, and no one is surprised. What didn't surprise me, I'll bet it didn't surprise you. No one was surprised. At a response like that. Thank you. It's 1123 at WNBF. More calls, more often. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from?
6: Oh, this is Frank from Vestal. Good
2: morning. Good
11: morning. I just want to tell you guys that I am so tired of hearing Vinny come in here and lie every day.
2: All right. You're entitled to your opinion, but you better not call in and say that again. Now, I'm tired. Speaking of tired, I'm tired of people criticizing other callers. So, Frank, you're welcome to call someday if you have something to contribute. If you're just tired of hearing a caller, then keep it to yourself. If you can't say something nice about our callers, then keep it to yourself. If you have something to contribute to the program, if you're a supporter of the former guy, call in and explain why. You know, some people are getting sick and tired of his antics, but we can't do anything about it because the media loves to cover his antics. No matter what he does, no matter what he does today, it's going to be covered by the media, including the liberal media. If he goes to Fifth Avenue and jaywalks, they're going to cover it. If he goes to Fifth Avenue and waves... To people passing by, they're going to cover it no matter what he does on Fifth Avenue. If he came to Court Street today, the liberal media would cover it because it gets clicks and it gets viewers. It's 1125 WNBF Live. Good morning. You're on the air. What's your first name? Where are you calling from? I'm Matt from Binghamton. You know. How are you today? I'm waiting for Frank from Vestal to call in. As, I'm getting sick of Matt from Binghamton and Vinny from Binghamton and Bob from WNBF. It's like, get a life, man. You're, if yep. if If any opinion that I express or any caller expresses makes you sick, get yourself to the doctor. Go into a walk-in clinic. Maybe it's serious enough for you to go into an emergency department and say... I need to be checked out. Every time I listen to that talk show on WNBF from 9 to noon weekdays, I get sick. And they'll give you priority treatment unless there's a a person with a gunshot wound or somebody who was just in a bad crash. They'll put you to the top of the list, and everybody in the hospital will come to the emergency department to find out what makes you so sick. (laughs) Obviously, I'm kidding, but it's just a riff. I
11: don't I don't like emergency department. Anyway. I don't
2: either. And, I, and by the way, <laughs> look, no, I sympathize with the guy. I, I mean, oh. look, n- there's nothing wrong with Frank from Vestal calling in, but just to call in and say, someone makes me sick, click. I mean, come on. We're, we're spending well, a that... lot. Of, Matt, we're spending a lot of money for this program. We deserve, you know, if you take the time to call into the program, we deserve better. Tell us, don't. Don't critique other callers. Tell us what you think. Say if you're upset about the way some people speak about the former guy, we'll talk about his attributes. I'm sure if you think long well, enough, I, I, there's, there's something nice you could say about him.
11: Yeah, well, I think that that's one of my biggest things is I make a statement and somebody will say, I hate that guy. And I'll say, you know, just talk about my statements. Uh, if, if you have some other information, because I try to get my information to be correct. And I I spend a lot of time trying to look at both sides to make sure I'm not saying something. But so which brings me to I won't say I hate anybody. I just say look somebody talked talk about news media and and who can who who has the most influence. I mean if you do any kind of search, you'll see that Fox News by far has more listeners than anybody. And then my my friend moved down down south to Florida. And he says every place you go, any kind of appointment you go to, every place in the world has Fox News on. They don't allow anything else to be on. So, and, and, and any kind of survey will show you that Fox News has a pervasive influence on so many people's lives. And then you go to studies that show that, you know, it's kind of equal uh, left-leaning people watch certain, certain news media right-wing people watch other media. But let's just look at, remember, MSNBC uh, or Rachel Maddow. They used to have, what was it called after they was trying to do business uh, against on the radio, uh, kind of a, a talk show progressive thing that Rachel Maddow was part of. I forget what it was called now, but um, I'm sure you know. But, um, you yeah, know, and it failed because <laughs> the people that, really control all the media, also control a whole bunch of money and a whole lot of stations.
2: Well, let me give you some insight about Air America. The main reason Air America failed is because almost everybody who was hosting their radio programs, they were bad broadcasters. Uh, Say what you want about Rush Limbaugh, and you may not have agreed with much of anything Rush Limbaugh said, but he was an excellent broadcaster, and therefore, even... Millions of Americans who may really have disagreed with Rush would still listen to his program on WNBF and several hundred other stations because he could be very entertaining at times. I I have to say, I listened to some of the hosts on the Air America shows, and I found very few of their programs to be all that entertaining. They were just boring from a, a radio standpoint.
11: No, I, I agree with that. And I, I actually, my father, I caught my father who was an FDR Democrat one day out when he he moved back to Philadelphia and he was out on the porch. And I caught him listening to, I found him listening to Rush Limbaugh and he goes, yeah, I listen to him all the time. Keeps my spleen activated.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I I think that a fair number of Limbaugh listeners, certainly not not the majority, but I wouldn't be surprised that 10 or 20% of Limbaugh's regular listeners were people who probably always disagreed with him. I found I found him many days, not every day, but I found him many days to be entertaining and occasionally amusing. Sometimes his his antics were too predictable and I thought you know, if every every so often just to surprise his entire audience, his his loyal fans and those who didn't like him, just to surprise him, you know, shake things up and say, you know, and this would have been just, uh, you know, back in the day. But but just to shock the listeners and find one thing to say, for example, about Barack Obama just out of the blue at 245 toward the end of the program, say. You know, President Obama is, and then whatever, and say something actually that was complimentary just to get people's reaction. Right. And and I'm not saying he never did that, but he didn't do it very often. Every once in a while he would say something, and he also would back it up with some reasons why he would give an opinion about an issue or a person that would be moderately surprising but that didn't happen very often but when it did it was actually even more entertaining and then more people for the the short segments that he would have with calls because obviously his program wasn't driven by callers but when there were callers you know some would say oh rush i can't believe you said something nice about say for example president carter president uh, Obama, President Clinton. Well, I'm sure he would never say anything nice about Clinton, but you get what I'm saying,
11: right? Well, and that's true. And uh, the thing is, uh, I used to listen to a little bit of Rush Limbaugh myself, but I—I tell you right now, every—you're right about the, the the talent. I don't know what it is about Dan Bongino that anybody likes, but I immediately have to turn him off the second he goes on because he he. I've li- I tried to listen to him a little bit, and I don't think he has any redeeming social value. But anyway, one thing I would lo- when we're talking about media, just have one caller please tell me why hasn't Fox said anything about the FBI informant Smirnov, who has now been indicted, who has now the investigation showed not only is he being indicted for lying, but that his it turns out that we all know William Barr said there was no collusion and said that, even though it wasn't true, if you read the report, no Russian collusion. But this guy and, and now apparently has admitted that all the false information he was getting was from Russian operatives. So it all goes back to the same thing of what was happening uh, in Ukraine and, all the, and what they're claiming Joe Biden did or didn't do there and Hunter Biden did or didn't do there. That it all comes back to Russian collusion again. So we all know why Sean Hannity isn't saying anything because they spent so much time, all the Republican pundits spent, and Republican congressmen and Comer and all the people that are doing this inquiry on Biden, that was their main card that they said was prove that there was uh, smoke where there was fire, they claimed.
2: Well, we'll see what happens. By the way, don't be surprised if there's another biden scandal on the horizon that might actually be backed up by facts instead of just something that's totally fictionalized i could see it happening i could you know between now and november there's plenty of time for both trump and biden to be surrounded by new bigger better and more shocking scandals And given the importance of the election, don't be surprised. Whether it's today or next week or next month, don't be surprised when another purported scandal erupts around either or both presumptive candidates. I'd say it's almost a given. And it's possible. It's really possible, if you pay attention... And definitely pay attention to stories. Don't automatically say, oh, there's a Biden scandal, a new one being reported. Well, everything must be true because I want it to be true. Pay close attention to the sourcing and then keep following it. Maybe allegations will turn out to be true. And then maybe allegations eventually might be proven. But the same goes for the former guy. Just because he's facing whatever, nearly 100 counts and in various indictments now, doesn't mean it's over. It ain't over till the prosecutors say it's over. So, hey, whether it's this month, next month, or April, or May, or June, or whenever, or even an October surprise, don't be shocked when more scandals erupt around the Democratic or Republican presumptive candidates, but pay attention, pay attention to all sources. And just because something shows up in the headlines, all of a sudden, don't take it to be 100% true. Follow everything. Follow the additional reporting. You owe it to yourself. 607-772-1290. I'm Bob Joseph. You're listening to Binghamton Now on WNBF. Dirty water. Well, I love that dirty water. Oh, Boston, you're my home. Joseph from Boston, good morning. You're on the air. Good
15: morning, Bob. First time caller. Not in Boston, actually outside of Boston on the North Shore.
2: Yeah, what town? I,
15: <clears throat> a Lynn, Lynn, the city of sin. You never Lynn, go it. Lynn, Massachusetts.
2: Out to Didn't they used to have an H.P. Hood operation there?
15: Yes, they had a lot of things. We had Conley's Candy. We had. Uh, Ice cream parlors everywhere. Restaurants now—it's all gone down the tubes. All foreign yeah. restaurants.
2: Yeah. Uh, H. H. B. Hood—they went. Uh, that company bought our, our proud once proud milk company called Crowley Foods right here in Binghamton. They they took it over and then, they fired everybody. So, yeah, that's horrible. Yeah.
15: I lo- I like the way you answer your calls. As long as people are civil, they don't have to knock one another. That's what our WBZ talk show host says. But some of these screeners, I'm glad you don't have a screener. You put them on hold, and that's it. Some of these screeners, you don't agree, or, you know, I'm a Trump supporter. I'd like to comment. I feel bad he's convicted, but I don't believe they're going to win it because Al- Alan Dershowitz, who's a liberal, and some of these other people who are very liberal, like Jonathan Turley and others. So the whole case was mishandled by this judge what's your comment and i have a few other comments to make
2: well they may be right they i've heard some of those comments and i can't predict when it comes to legal cases i can't predict but i i think they they actually have um have a point and i i wouldn't be shocked if in in what what they've said with, with respect to that specific case that that ultimately uh Mr. Trump will will prevail in the long run. Wouldn't shock me.
15: No, it's it, it's really a shame. I mean, he's not perfect. He's New Yorker, and you're a New Yorker, but he's city, and they're a little sassy. But I have to give credit where credit is due. I mean, he did. I think, and I like Dan Bongino. I'd like to hear you and Dan have a debate someday. You're both intelligent people. I know Vinny doesn't like him, but that's okay. That's well.
2: The here's the thing. And I was not inclined to like Bongino when his show started. I I knew not, next to nothing about him. But and, you gave him a chance. Oh, right? I did. I did. Yeah, that's and what you do to people? You and and like, I, I have like to say, yeah Bongino. Like yeah, uh, yeah, Bongino. Yeah, uh, Bongino. After I started listening for a few weeks, um, I I actually am impressed. I didn't think he would do a very good show. Now. This has nothing to do with his views on politics or any other issue, but as yeah. a radio program goes, I think he's doing very well. And I don't, I don't mean to denigrate Sean Hannity, but I actually yeah. find Bongino's program much more energy-filled and entertaining uh, as the lead-in to to Hannity. They may agree on on many of the issues, but. The, the liveliness and the spirit that bongino is bringing to the radio i i'm i'm pleased with i i have to yeah. agree
15: with you and yeah. I have to agree with his views a lot of people don't they say, oh you you're I used to be liberal but i I learned the hard way i mean i do, I believe the election was mishandled i can't see and of people told me they saw when they played those uh, post office people closing the doors and not taking the ballots from Georgia and other places. That's another issue, but we'll get into that some other time. You can comment on that. I just, I think, give these guys a chance and just because you don't agree with, I i don't like this hatred, Bob, in people and I hate Trump. Why do you hate him? I mean, the economy was good. He wasn't perfect and the border was, look at the horrible things that are going on d- down there at, the, at at the border and that's really terrible. They really shouldn't be doing that and we just have a lot of problems. My grandfather came in this country and worked like anybody else. I come from an abused background. That's different. But now they just come in, they get money more than you and I get. I like your comment on it.
2: Well, I'm not, a- I'm, I'm not too outraged by the financial assistance that's being provided to people who, who come to the, this country. I know many of our listeners, maybe most of our listeners, are really outraged. I hear from a I lot am. Yeah, and and I understand. I understand the outrage. Well, can you understand
15: the, the feeling, because Bob, we don't get that. We're no, I no,
2: I understand the feeling. Yeah, good. I, I I do understand the feeling, but but I'm still not outraged by it. I, I think, Why? well, for one thing, right now, in the grand scheme of things, where America stands with its financial situation that truly is a drop in the bucket now i know symbolically and i know people are saying well maybe not be the actual amount of money it's the principle and i get that and it it does bother me to an extent on the other hand what i am looking at i i am looking I mean, at our what debt I,
15: is our debt's terrible that oh it is ahead.
2: but but again in the grand scheme of things this amount of money whatever it whatever's been spent, say, over the last two or three years, whatever might be spent the next five years or whatever, yeah. it's it's minuscule compared to our debt problem. We have, and that's a whole separate issue, a whole different show, but you know what, if, if I did a whole show about the national debt and how bad it is, very few people would listen. I would listen. <laughs> you would, you would, and, and several of our listeners would listen, but we would lose probably at least yeah. half the audience because it's not... It's not a hot-button issue right now. but Can I as far- ask
15: you, how, how do you feel about Trump? Do you think he, he was a p- pretty good president? I mean, he does have good ratings. It's too bad what's happening to Biden. I feel sorry for Biden. His wife should just take him off because uh, sighted people say he looks horrible and all that. Well, how do you feel about Trump?
2: Well, that, that I mean- could be the topic of, of an entire program, too. <laughs> uh, let, me, let me do is it this is a short answer first on most of the issues um I did not agree with him on I okay. what what I wanted to see when he was elected I wanted to see a serious effort to fix real problems and I didn't see enough of a serious effort I think he tried on some things but I think because he spent so much of his time and energy On things like Twitter And just like stirring things up I, I think he could have Had what more people would view As a successful presidency If he had focused more on being president And not on Picking fights, not doing stuff That's on social right. media. I, have
15: to, uh, I agree See, We agree and disagree on something. That's what friends are for. I agree with you. There's no need for all those comments. It just it just doesn't do any good. Uh, if the White House reporters mistreat them, throw them out. Take their bad. Say, hey, you guys don't treat
2: me with respect. It, you, and, you know, then, the, Well, the tough thing about... It's, and, and it's I, difficult being president. It really is well, difficult. two things. One, absolutely, it's difficult being president, but you you may understand or you may not it's also difficult being part of the white house press corps because nothing you do is going to be right in the eyes of many people it's i know it's damned if you do damned if you don't and it's got to be you know it's i've i've thought on more than one occasion about what it must be like to be part of the white house press corps on the one hand It's an honor and a privilege to be sort of a witness to history, and very few people in journalism get that opportunity. Yeah. And yet, on the other hand, it's got to be one of the most boring and constraining assignments as a reporter because, let's face it, unless you develop a really good rapport with the president president and members of the administration, you're never—you will never— Get an exclusive story. So basically, well,
15: Bob, I did like the way him and Jim Costa or whatever He's on CNN now, fought. It's just
2: ridiculous. Well, I I didn't like that. But going back even further, I didn't like seeing as a reporter the interaction sometimes between Sam Donaldson and Ronald Reagan, or Donaldson yeah. or um, Bill Plant and Reagan. But but a lot of that was set up specifically yeah, because the White House communication staff didn't make president reagan available or as accessible as they could have so they the only opportunity some days that reporters had to ask questions of the president was when he was heading to or from marine one and they gave instructions to the pilot of marine one to fire up the uh, the helicopter so if there was a question that sam donaldson or bill plant bellowed in the direction of ronald reagan he could feign that he didn't hear him it, or if it was a question he wanted to answer then he would answer but
15: is that what they're doing to trump and all these other i mean uh, make him available when he wants. knowing trump he'll he'll come out when he
2: wants well to, uh, so trump here's what i think about president whether whether it's um uh, yes. biden trump uh obama clinton Carter, the Bushes, whatever, any president ought to be available at least once a week for an hour to the White House press corps, and they ought to televise it live at a regular I time agree. every every Sunday night instead of sixty minutes at seven o'clock. Televise the uh, hour-long questioning of the president, no commercial interruptions, but the the ground the only ground rule would be, be hey, a be civil but also everybody eventually will get called because each president whether it's the current president or the former president each president has his favorite reporters and so some reporters get chosen to ask questions frequently yeah. and some reporters are completely frozen out and so yep. it, it makes for a frustrating experience so that yep. the reporters hey the B, look reporters believe it or not reporters are human too And and reporters want to be able to have a chance to ask at least one question and at least one follow up. And and see, that's that's a problem since reporters specifically what happened most recently with Biden in the primetime debacle the seven minutes that should never have been allowed by the communications staff at the White House. You know, eight o'clock in prime time, he goes out there because he's furious about the report that, that put in black and white some concerns about his memory and some concerns about his abilities. And he had every right to be furious about it. But if I was in charge of the White House press shop, I would have told the president and he might have fired me for it. I would have told him, it's not in your best interest to go out there while you're so mad. You've got to yeah. calm down. And, yeah. and another thing, don't allow reporters in there when, when you're so mad. It, it, they, the, uh, the report from after the review that included the the information some people didn't think should have been in there. The report gave more red meat to reporters who have been wanting yeah. to ask about the guy's thing, mental capacity.
15: Can I, say, can I say something before you go? I, I do feel that Biden, I've heard his speech, even though I can't see people who can see, look at him. I do believe this election was stolen, and I hope we go back to paper ballots.
2: And All right. Hey, I got to run. Appreciate your call. Right, thank you. Thank God you. bless. Take care. Thank you. It's WNBF Live. WNBF, some power outages. City of Binghamton, 66 NYSEG customers without power, and that appears to be related to the fire on Henry Street. Also in the village of Endicott, the town of Union, about 60 customers are without power. So we'll keep you posted if we get more information from NYSEG. That's our program for today. I'm Bob Joseph on WNBF.
0: This is News Radio 1290 AM, WNBF Binghamton, now on 92.1 FM, W221 EJ Binghamton.